And now, live from the halls of Rosen Manor, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her frightful disembodied guests. He was a clown who liked to kill on stage until one night when he was the one killed by the stage who had a knife which it held in its curtains which are like hands to a sentient stage. It's David Huntsberger. And she was a writer and producer who became so magnetized by vaccinations that she was ripped apart when she stepped into a refrigerator store. It's Wendy Molyneux. Tone Zone is here and already putting up his fucking Christmas decorations. I'm her woeful husband, Daniel, saying lie inside the love hearse and say hello to your last best friend, Allison Rosen. Extra wide egg noodles. Welcome to another exciting special Halloween episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon by Alyssa Dumeyer. Uh, yes, I am on Patreon. Bonus episodes of the Friend Zone. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Zoom parties, a feature called The Backstory, where I go into all the behind the scenes details of Monday show guests. You can see this video, the Thursday show videos. And more. And if you sign up for a year, so an annual subscription, you get two months free, 12 months for the price of 10. Okay. Very excited to say hello and welcome to my guest, Wendy Molino. Hello. Hi. Dave Huntsberger. Hello. Hello. I felt almost like you were getting booed for a second. Well, night is young. <laughs> Tony Thaxton, hello. Hello. Is this the earliest I have ever brought you into the show? I, I got to say, yeah, I think yeah. so. So listen, everyone, I'm a little off my game because I am a creature of habit and there's a particular type of notebook that I take my notes in and I ran I, I i'm at the last page and i went to the closet to find another notebook and it wasn't there so i had to dip into my other notebooks and this one is different and i'm going to hold it up again patreon you can see this it says patreon this is just a fun like journal that says hold on let me overthink this Ooh. And, but it doesn't have a spiral situation so i have to fold it back but anyway i bring it up because a couple years ago a very nice person sent me this notebook and they sent gifts for like everyone on the show. Uh, None of you, but everyone else. And I never found out who sent them. And I asked a couple people based on the handwriting. I'm like, Oh, I think this is so-and-so. I think this is so-and-so. I never found out if you're listening and you sent this, thank you. Announce yourself so I can properly thank you. Okay. But what if it was me? (laughs) Was it? No. I mean, I don't know for sure that it wasn't because like I said, none of you received gifts. So that means it could have been you. It wasn't. 
<laughs> Dave, was it you? I mean, no, it was not. Damn it, Tony. Was it you? I have taken notebooks from your house, but I've never given you one. Have you really? Yeah, several. Have you taken my special steno notebooks that I use for my show notes? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what? Okay, first of all, why is ev- is it because it's a Halloween show that everyone's being like very cagey and not very talkative but expressive? I mean, the Patreon video is going to be amazing, but the recording, I feel like there's been like three and a half words so far, and they've all been mine. I'm not trying to chastise <laughs> anyone, but I just feel like generally the vibe I'm getting is like, hmm, I <laughs> from every single person that might be the case i don't know <laughs> hmm. i don't know wendy uh I, yes hi hi i ran into uh lizzie and matt at Desconso mm-hmm. gardens they told me that you did i had gone over that same night to hold my new niece i know I was there last night so you're stealing Desconso? My- oh. yeah <laughs> i thought very you hardcore at lizzie and matt uh, yeah yeah <laughs> He just went over to see my sister. They've never met, but <laughs> just the perfect time to pop in on people is when they just had a baby and they don't know you. She people love that. She <laughs> should check her notebook stash now that we know that Tony is all about not wearing robes and stealing notebooks. Um, yes, you posted a picture with your new niece and I was like, oh, I saw her parents today small world and then we so we did that thing where i said hi and then we Mm -hmm. said bye and then we both continued on basically the same course i'm trying to explain so desconso gardens like i'm trying to explain it because not everyone knows it it's this beautiful botanical gardens that's decorated for halloween but there's basically everyone kind of you everyone kind of goes on the same path there's a couple different options but said hi to them, said bye to them, but then basically enjoyed the rest of Desconso Gardens alongside them for the rest of the way. I enjoyed it. I hope yeah. they did too. I hope it was a They a, said they enjoyed, very much enjoyed running into you. Okay, good. Did they say that we then continued to say hi, to run into each other multiple times after that? They did not say that. But then again, they like, you know, they're in like a daze. They have a yeah. new baby. They're just like, you know, surviving. I'm impressed they're even out of their house. I know. I was, I was impressed that they had gone somewhere that day. So Matt Loglin, who's been on the podcast, uh, Mm -hmm. wrote a book called two kisses for Maddie that was adapted into that very popular Netflix movie. Fatherhood Fatherhood with Kevin Hart and Daniel. I wish Daniel was here so that he could defend his position. He, we don't have childcare today, so he's watching the kids. So he's, he's not here right now, but he was convinced the book was called, it's called Two Kisses for Maddie. Yes. Because Matt has a daughter named Maddie. Mm-hmm. Daniel was convinced it was called Two Kisses for Daddy. Quants. <laughs> like he makes the child give him two kisses. I don't know. <laughs> that would be so strange. I know. That would be so weird. And I said, no, two kisses for Maddie. He said, are you sure? Yes, because like one from Matt and one from her mother that passed away. Right. Two kisses. But he really thought it was called two kisses for daddy. <laughs> and I'm you, like, how? Me two kisses. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Suppose it's it could so be like weird. one from the daughter and one from the wife that passed away. Right, but that'd be weird. You give me a kiss. Right. 
that I'm doesn't grieving. work. It no, doesn't it, work. And also, two kisses for it is daddy. Not called that. <laughs> right. And if one of the kisses was from the wife, then that's that's weird that he's saying like, and give daddy a kiss. You know, that's one of those like in front of the kids, I do call Daniel daddy, but it's still always a little bit weird for me to yeah. call my spouse daddy. Gross. That's exactly right. So anyway, yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page. It's definitely not called yeah, two Daniel kisses. Daniel is wrong and bad. That's the page we're on. <laughs> Thank I'm calling you. him out. He's Thank it's you. my favorite kind of call out. See, Daniel. Not here to defend themselves. <laughs> I love it too. I, it's just like our text chain that he would love to, uh, to bitch about. He was on that text chain. So much good stuff on that text chain. Um <laughs> But then I wondered, maybe because of the movie Fatherhood, like maybe that explains his confusion about it. I don't know. I don't know. And then my other Daniel is secretly working on a book called Two Kisses for Daddy. (laughs) But is it? And they're are they from Elliot and Owen? I don't know. It would make some sense at least. I'm worried. Yeah, it's not a great phrase to really try to hammer into any equation. I get this one off the ground. You know how around our house we're always saying, two kisses for daddy. <laughs> um, I had John Moe on my show. And yes. I didn't realize. So that'll come out November 1st. Uh, I didn't realize that you and he have a rich history and that you we have, have a rich history sketches for Wits, his radio, mm-hmm. one of his many shows. Yeah, Jeff and I, my husband and I both uh, wrote for Wits for a long time. That's so cool. I did a call for questions on Twitter and on Patreon. And uh, you said to ask him what his favorite thing about you was. And I figured you probably knew each other at that point. But I was like, you know, that's really a question you could ask of anyone. Yeah, just doing a bit. Could be just doing a bit. Yeah. So. Also was still doing a bit. I don't actually want to know what people's favorite thing about me is. I would love to know. (laughs) Well. Do you want me to say my favorite thing about you now? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, um, please. Decades of friendship. I think Aww. you're a good friend. Decades of friendship. You also have beautiful hair. Oh, my God. To be Thank shallow. you. Gorgeous. Thank you. I am not going to go around and make everyone say their favorite She's thing about me. To. If they want to <laughs> offer it, I would be, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to be, by the way, I feel like in culture, there is a value placed on someone who doesn't know how to take a compliment. And I can't even wrap my head around that. I take compliments so well. What is, I don't know. (laughs) Is this taking it well? (laughs) Taking one and being like, if everyone else would like to give me one. I'm open to it. Yeah. No, to get one and then say, That's not Thank taking you. it well. That's like taking a lot. That's different. That, that means I'm so good at taking a compliment. I will even accept more. I think that's, yeah. I think that's someone excelling at compliment receipt. I oh, think shit. That, really? That's so nice. That is also a good way to take compliment. I think. The idea of like, I don't know how to take a compliment. I don't think it means the person is like, gimme, gimme more. Compliment greed. That's what I have. I think I the like I- how candid you are. That's my thing. <laughs> Thank you. See, You're I didn't- welcome. <laughs> I thought you liked my card shuffling. That's oh, down God. the list. I mean, it's on there, but it's down the list. <laughs> I will log off. I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I was uh, shopping for a Halloween costume. And can I just say, I'm not really a Halloween fan, despite my very spooky music. Uh, and trying to figure out what to dress up as when I was younger and then a young adult which I still am, so it's weird that I'm talking about it like it's the past, was always like sort of a stress. And I just thought eventually I'll get to the point where I can just wear like a hat or not even a hat, just a hint of something or not even a hint of something and just hand out candy and be done with it. So why is it that I never got a break from Halloween? Like I'm still having to get a Halloween costume because I live with a family that is obsessed with Halloween. So anyway, shopping for a costume... I ended up buying like four different costumes, all of which are various witchy costumes. But I ran across some shoes that have, they're like loafers, and in the front, they have a splayed deck of cards. And I thought of you guys. Mm, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't I get that. So much, just the thought of those shoes makes me feel. Ill. I'm surprised uh, by that. I thought you'd really spark to those shoes. That mm, mm. seems like a really Wendy kind of item. Well, you know how I love Allison's car shuffling talk. You really do. I love okay. it so much. I need to recap quickly for anyone who just arrived. Do we need to recap? <laughs> we, or should we just let it let the river of time take it away? No, we can't. Excuse me. Not the everyone sands, needs to know everything. The you know? sands of time shall not sand the edges off of mm-hmm. my card fancy card shuffling look i feel like when everyone's making references to something it's frustrating and i just want to take that person's hand and okay. i want to allow them to give me a compliment and that compliment is i love how she always explains everything anyway we got into a conversation of was it which would be most annoying or like which would be weirdest you go to someone's house they Oh, right. It was fancy bartending, like cocktail. Yeah, bar flair. Like Tom Cruise. Bar. F- That's not, is that flair? I don't know. I think it is. That yeah. or somebody who's just doing shuffling tricks with cards. And I'm like, it's so much <laughs> fancy better shuffling. if someone was doing good bartending. Wasn't there a tricks. third? I would was, love that. Wasn't there a third thing? I hope yeah. not. Close up magic? No. Oh, yeah. no. I don't think, I think it was so. just the card show. Oh, was really? Juggling and then that folded into the. I think it was juggling. Yeah, because my dream is to know. My dream, my fantasy is to know how to do fancy card shuffling so I can just like someone whips out a deck and I'm like, you know, and then how cool is that? And Wendy hates. Whereas hates- I feel like even talking about it, I feel like I'm trapped in hell. <laughs> okay, Wendy, you got married in Las Vegas. I know. So many decks yeah. of cards. <laughs> but you use the cards for playing games, Allison. It's not just your friend trapping you in their house <laughs> and making you watch them do card shuffling because they've gone absolutely around the bend. <laughs> it's so different. It, it's not even in the same category. So you're not triggered at all being in a casino with like a million cards. Triggered? What do you mean triggered? <laughs> in the way that you're talking about. Clearly, you're sipping on a drink and it's a very long straw. So you're holding it at like your waist. The straw is making it all the way up to your mouth and you're just walking along. But then you keep hearing (laughs) and then you just snap and remove the straw and start screaming at everyone. Can you just stop everyone? Can you just cut it out? No one in Las Vegas does fancy shuffling. They shuffle the exact amount required 
for the cards to play the game at which you can win the money. They just press a button on a machine, which yes. is what they would be screaming at you. But you've already lost your cool at this point. And you're no, just I haven't. I think they shuffle fine in Vegas. It's Allison Shevley specifically <laughs> that triggers me. <laughs> All right, fine. I wa- she's not doing it for a reason. We don't then play cards. She just wants us to watch her and give her compliments on her shuffling again. Sorry to sorry to get back into this card. I'm so I literally am going to log off. I had no idea today. Wait a second, though. Salt on my person. It, the, I hate that this happened because now I, I love it. Ge- I have a genuine so question. Mad. I'm oh, so God. sorry. And I I hate that it's making Allison so happy. I'm not and sorry. I hate that it's making <laughs> you so upset. I but am like sorry if, about that. If we all got together and we were playing, you know, like regular poker, okay. and it was my turn to deal, and yes. I did thumbs, then I did a bridge, mm-hmm. and then I'm getting turned on by these sounds. <laughs> but then I do I do that twice. And you're like, okay, they're shuffled. But then I I do one other thing. Where would the line be for you? Where would it be like? That's fine. We're playing cards. What Allison is suggesting (laughs) is my nightmare. We're just like it's like the guy at the party with a guitar. Wait a second. So if there's an actual card game, yes, anything goes. You can can fan them out. Can I wear the shoes to the card game? Yes, you can't take a million years to shovel the cards because we need to play. Right. No one would like taking a million years, but if on your shuffle you want to do a couple moves, that's fine. We're playing cards. This is normal. What's not normal is to go to your friend's house <laughs> expecting like a nice dinner or to sit and have coffee and talk some stuff. And all of a sudden they've got cards out <laughs> doing some kind of fancy shuffling that has no point and you are trapped and you don't know whether to call 911 because something has happened to your friend. <laughs> That's okay. Idea. What that would that call that sound like? Like, what would you even say? I'd say, hello, I'm at my friend's house. I think they might be having. Some okay, ma'am, ma'am, slow down, <laughs> slow down. We need to know what's the address. Where are you? I, I am at my friend's house <laughs> and she won't stop shuffling cards. <laughs> okay. And is she breathing? Yes. And is A there. Lot. It, heavily. She's breathing <laughs> very heavily. <laughs> With okay. excitement, almost like a sexual excitement. <laughs> it's almost sexual, if that paints a picture. If I can refer you back to the little message that plays before you got on with me, the operator, yeah. it says, if this is not an emergency, please hang up and call someone else, basically. I know, but, but you I carried don't know through. I don't know. Okay. Who so your friend's breathing fine. There's no blood, and she's just a There's little no bit. There's no blood. I, w- I honestly wish there was. I wish she would hurt herself on the cards and that would make her stop. If that makes sense. Such animosity toward this card shuffling. I know she knows she never should have brought it up. (laughs) She never should have said it. I should call 911 on this podcast. (laughs) Say that I'm trapped in a podcast and I can't (laughs) log off because that would be rude, but I also can't stay. So, uh, Okay. I'm going to recover from that assault on my love of fancy shuffling. And let's get back to this idea that I, that I, I think it's demure and ladylike to not accept a compliment. Would you agree? Do you, and, and what does not accepting a compliment? I think what it means, someone give me a compliment, please. You know, it's my favorite. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, I, a and trick. Then I'm, I'm, it's a trick. I Tony, really like how you've done your background there. It's, it fits your style. It looks very professional. It's great. Oh, 
No, it's not. Is that what not accepting a compliment is? I don't think I've ever heard of someone's mm. like not accept. I've heard people say they're not good at accepting. But what does that mean? But I, I think I, basically like what uh, you just did. I think that's how I take it, anyways. I think I. Oh, it smells so good in here. I'm so excited to eat it. Oh, I. It's nothing. I looked it up online. I think that's a common like. I, I didn't do anything. I just I just read instructions and assembled mm. this. Please, it, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't do anything here. Mm-hmm. I think that's very common. Which, yeah, I don't get where that comes from, but it does seem to be very common. I feel to, like it's actually more annoying than my graceful welcoming of compliments because i feel like when you do that when you talk it down you're like can we go another round and have the person like dig in and pay me another level of compliment well in stand-up you have to learn very early to just say thank you and walk away because so many people want to just talk about what they just did hey good set thanks i got to the second joke and i was thinking this but then like i don't give a shit just move (laughs) on i was just being nice (laughs) and that's a really hard thing because you're so in your head and then, like, if I walked in your house and it smelled really good and maybe you're taking something out of the oven and I look at it and say, oh, my God, that looks amazing and it smells great, what would you say? How would you respond to that? Oh. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, God. Okay, I'm sorry. Do it again. Oh. Okay, so I have amazing. a giant roast or something. Yeah, you've taken this thing and it's all steamy and it smells great and you're walking it over and like setting it on a table and we all come in and go, oh my God, that looks so good. This smells incredible. I can't wait to try that. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, but then I would probably say something like, I hope it, I hope it turned out well. So I would just say something a little bit like, uh, down, you know I would I like downplay do? it. I like hmm. to jump in with them. I know. I'm so excited. And then like we're all on the same team. We're like, it's not really about this thing I made. It's that we're all getting to do this together. And then because yeah. really I did just probably read instructions. I didn't invent this thing. Right. But I think that's always my move. If I'm, I don't know, I'd have to be in that situation, I suppose. Now I'm going to take what you just said. I'm going to go, thanks. I, <laughs> I invented it. <laughs> like it's clearly like a turkey. And somebody says that. Thank you. Say, Thank you. Thank you. I invented <laughs> <laughs> the night off on a good tone, I think, for me to just be absolutely bonkers right away. Um, what about if someone give like the compliment is like too almost too aggressive where it's like 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 I was to say this episode we're recording right now, Allison, is the greatest episode of any sort of entertainment that has ever been recorded oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> she just take it asked and answered <laughs> i i i think i've said this on the podcast before where i'm severely the opposite but it's not like i'm not trying to be annoying it's just i don't really like believe that like i think i yeah. said this when i was pushing out my first baby um, they said I was doing a really good job of pushing, and I literally <laughs> thought they were just saying that. <laughs> and it's like, why would they just say that? Right. Like, they wouldn't. It turned out I was doing a good job and only took me about 15 minutes to push the baby out. I was very good. And then the second time, it only took me 12 minutes. I beat my record. It turns out I'm good at physically pushing babies out of my body, but I really truly was like, they're just saying that. So there's something in my brain 
that thinks that people are saying something for some other reason. And it is not a, they are not actually complimenting me. There is some sort of agenda. I don't suspect them of being bad or anything. I suspect them of that. I am not doing the thing well, and I'm not good at it. And so they are just saying that to make me feel better or for some other outside reason that I don't have access to. Does this carry over to your work stuff and like jokes and things you've written? Um, No, I think I'm like, I I will say I don't like enjoy. I wouldn't want to put myself in a position of being like, like getting complimented doesn't make me feel comfortable or good, really. Mm. I don't know why it just doesn't. And so like, it's not, I don't think I'm trying to be annoying being like, no, it's not or something. However, I like from a professional point of view, if I feel like I've done a good job on something, I'm not looking for compliments, but I'm not looking for the opposite of like some dipshit who thinks they know what they're talking about, like telling me like things about it that are wrong or whatever. I'm like, uh, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been doing it for 13 years or whatever. Like, there are valid notes that you get that you're like, yes, I want these notes. Very valid. Most executives give pretty decent notes, all that stuff. But every once in a while, you're kind of like, okay, like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Like where it doesn't even make any sense or something. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm more like allergic to the reverse of just like somebody who like truly doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. than like being like, this isn't good or whatever. Like I- I'm, okay with hearing something isn't good and like the reasons to fix it or something. But like, I don't know. None of that, what I just said made any sense. I, Oh, I thought it did. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say not looking for compliments, but just like reasonable discussion about things. There's a definite uh, hierarchy as to the ones that, and it's probably personal to everyone, you know, what there's, what the pyramid structure would look like. But when someone really likes something, but maybe they mentioned something in reference to it that you hate. Oh, that was so great. I love this. And that reminded me of that. And you're like, Duh, I hate that thing. <laughs> so that's a shitty compliment. But if right. they're like, if they zero in on something, for me, that's my favorite. Like if, Tony, if you're playing and someone goes, that thing you did in the bridge right here where you you did this little thing, I, whatever their story is, where they, they heard something that you're like, yeah, that took me a while to figure out. To mm-hmm. me, those are the best. Like those yeah, little things that, that someone noticed. Yeah, that or if it's like somebody you really look up to or admire, yeah. if like a compliment comes from them, obviously that always means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the number of times I would like, <laughs> sometimes you get off stage, you're walking by someone in a dark kind of green roomy area and they're on their phone. But uh, there have been a few times, I remember one in particular that I remember where the person just didn't even really look up and they just went, good set. And I remember thinking like, that was the the best they may have said that to just anyone walking off the stage. That's just their thing. But to me, I was like, it was like some old wizard taking off a hood and <laughs> not bad. And that <laughs> right. was, that's fine. Was it a, a person whose approval you wanted? Yeah, it, like yeah, a it was a comedian person? that, yeah, yeah. Like that, for me, that was, you know, early on in comedy, like the best thing where you're going to be on a show and then maybe someone shows up that you didn't expect to be there, that you've seen a lot of their work. Right. And then they're backstage and, you know, they give you that kind of glancing up from their phone, good set or whatever. That is, for someone starting out at something, I just feel yeah. like that was the best type of compliment. Yeah. Well, speaking there of compliments. There was Roseanne. <laughs> I know who what famous comedian do we know who's always on his or her or their phone all of them Roseanne Roseanne <laughs> glued to her phone um 
So Dave, uh, Daniel watched Big Nothingness. I have not had a chance to see it yet. So this compliment is going to be vague, which you <laughs> just said is your favorite kind of compliment. Um, but he said it was great. And uh, I heard him laughing a lot. And I said, what are you watching? And he said, oh, cool. Big Nothingness. So I can't wait to see it. Thanks. Yeah, I hope people watch it. it. It the pandemic had its own set of circumstances, but to work really hard on something and then put it out and it just like disappeared into the abyss is a weird feeling. And so I really appreciate when people do watch it and particularly if they like it. Um especially like everyone was going on about uh a, a stand-up thing that was on Netflix that was very poorly thought out is how I would describe it. And mm-hmm. to hear everyone just like going nuts about something negatively. And I would just want to be like, I, there's a thing I made. You could turn some attention toward that. I put a lot of thought into it. Very frustrating. So what, where do we watch, watch it, Dave? Cause I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I have links to it on my website. Um, oh, YouTube okay. though. Yeah. But I'll send okay. you guys a, a link because on YouTube you have to see ads and there's like a little logo in the corner and not that I'm, I, that's fine. I hope people do go watch it, but there's a, yeah. I've like, it's weird to have, to have those things involved in it. It does like, it it bums me out a little bit. So, but I'll send you guys a Vimeo link if you would like. Whose logo is it? What logo is it? 800 pound gorilla. Who's fantastic. They're really great to work with. I love everyone there. Um, it's just from like the visual side though. It's nothing personal toward them. You know, I want to watch it on YouTube because then it's like a view, you know? Yeah. Yeah. true. Doesn't that matter? That matters. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. Yep, that's like the... I can the, handle an ad. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. And uh, this is going to now sound like a terrible compliment, but I also, I started to watch it. And the only reason <laughs> I did not finish it is because I made that terrible move of like, I put it on way too late. And it was just oh, like, yeah. I shouldn't have even tried to start it when I did. Yeah, right. yeah. So I need to finish it, and I'm going to finish it. And I enjoy, I really enjoyed what I saw. Hey, no pressure. Thanks for starting it, at least. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Is 800 pounds, and I don't want to body shame, but is 800 pounds a lot or not a lot for a gorilla? Because it feels like not a lot for a gorilla. I think, yeah, it would be the equivalent. Like, there's, for humans, there's no, like, standard weight. But maybe if you had, like, a mastiff, say every mastiff is right around 100 pounds, it feels the same as saying, like, 100-pound mastiff. Oh, everyone's talking about this 100-pound mastiff. That's what it feels like with gorilla. I would guess that's a very common weight for gorillas, but I, I guess I don't know. Uh, their uh, adults and females have a pretty big difference. Well, uh, adults have, and ooh. females? Uh, of, of, of their weight between gorillas. Males and females. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, I was looking at the word adult males, and then I only said adult. Sorry. I see. <laughs> you know, like there's adults and then there's females. You know what I mean? This feels like a fun... This feels like a fun guessing game. Two if we had kisses for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is there's quite a difference between adult male gorillas and adult female gorillas. Correct. And I and all of us are going to guess. And if anyone gets it right on the nose, either of them, Wendy will send you a gift. Does that sound good, Wendy? Okay. Yes, it I will send pastrami. someone a gift if they guess correctly. Yes. Okay. Okay. D- Tony, does it give a range or does it say like yes, the average? There's a there's a there's an average, but it is a range in in those averages. I've rethought my thing too because I'm viewing it through the lens of cattle, 
And then thinking like the phrase, no one's talking about the 800 pound gorilla in the room or like the elephant in the room, I think means it's like a little oversized. So I'm now going to guess like a gorilla would be between. Did you hear my phone right then? Uh It was fun. I don't know why it rings on the computer. It's so annoying. Also, who calls a phone? I'm sorry. Do you want to just start again? I'm sorry. Are you just keeping that at this point? Yeah, I think you should keep it and the sneeze. <laughs> yeah, and the, keep it all, it all in there. That's Dude, right, folks. There was a lot of tech issues in this episode, and you're getting a little taste of one percent of them. Mm-hmm. Wait, before you start, Tony, do we have anything to indicate? And don't you play Tony Thaxton? Do we have anything to indicate a quiz where we're guessing the weight of gorillas? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> sure. How about uh, this? Like this is just a penis penis man. <laughs> I don't know what that refers <laughs> to right. at all, but that feels right. Yeah. Okay. It's one that I've never gotten to play, so I took that advantage. What was I talking about? I the penises. <laughs> what would a I don't penis remember man beyond that? Be a penis man. Penis. Was I saying penis comma man or a penis man? Oh, you know what? I think uh, it was when uh, Dave Damashek was on, and I believe he was saying coxman. About oh yes about being a coxman got it i'm worried if it's Sing like us. a big penis like a man-sized penis then does he also have a penis like down where a penis would be right or a little person waving at him mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah it's reversed yeah but then does the person have another little penis on him right penis on pe- infinite oh, endless a lot going on when you start thinking about penis man <laughs> There's your show. Sing us the song, you're the penis man. <laughs> okay, Dave, you're up first. <clears throat> Remember, you could receive pastrami from Wendy if you get it right. If oh, someone, oh, yeah, I'll send you guys a deli box. Whoever guesses right gets a deli box. That's great. Um, I, I, yeah, like I was saying, cattle, you know, pretty big to be like a thousand pounds. So I'm picturing something up. That's it. I want to say a gorilla is closer between like. 500 pounds and maybe like 650 on the big end 800 seems like an enormous gorilla but are we guessing male and female yeah you gotta get male and female and then i'll say females are more like three to four hundred you need a number we're playing a game here oh gotta be specific okay oh well except that i think that tony you only found ranges right yes that both both answers are ranges oh okay okay so we're looking for ranges I'm, yeah, apology accepted. I'm giving That's away okay. a deli box here. I got to have some rules, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, pastrami. Okay. Wendy, you're next. Well, I mean, I feel like Dave took my answers, but all right. I'm going to say that a female gorilla is going to go anywhere from 350 to 500, but a male gorilla is going to go like six to 800 pounds. All right, I That's guess my I'm. Guess. I guess I'm up now. Your, Dave, your guesses are going to overlap with ours. I, I know, yeah. Dave. What did you say for female? I said female three to four and male five hundred to six fifty. I think. Okay, I guess I'm going back on what I said earlier when I said that eight hundred seems like a pretty decent normal gorilla size because it, it wouldn't make sense that they would call themselves that if that was the case. So. I'm going to say a female is 
three to four. Did someone already say that? Yeah. Is that you what you can, said? You can overlap with my guess. It seems like a reasonable guess. No, I'm going to say 350 to 450. Oh, okay. And a male is 650 to 750. Hence, an 800-pound gorilla. What a large gorilla. Except I really feel like a male could be even like up to 1,000, but I- I'm bad with this stuff. Okay. Tony, is it, are any of us right? How would he know? <laughs> no. Okay. No well, first right. of all, first of all. I'm a little I'm a little annoyed at this game because I don't even get a chance to get this deli box. I know. Uh, but the <laughs> Sounds answers, like no one's getting it, though, so you didn't nobody's miss out on anything. Well, I didn't get a chance to get it. That's what I'm saying. The Okay. So females weigh from 150 to 200 pounds. What? No That's way. It? No way. Like, the adult, the we males, could all share clothes with them? What? Yeah. Yeah, like I could hug this gorilla and lift her off her gorilla toes. <laughs> yes. I would never have guessed I could do that. That seems like a goal in life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the smallest you. gorillas can like wear a size eight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, is that like size eight nowadays or is that like old fashioned sizing where it's really more like what we would consider, I think, like a four to six now? I don't know, Allison. This is above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm surprised. And the adult males weigh an average of 300 to 500 pounds. Whoa. Okay. So pretty big difference between the males and females. Can but- I just near everyone uh, <clears throat> an embarrassing admission here? I've never understood women's sizing, old school or new. And oh, if I have to no go buy does. something, I... Usually find myself going, she's like this big, I don't know, like like that person, something to that effect. That's just terrible. But I don't understand them. They've never made sense to me. I don't well, it think- also changes like brand to brand. Like you could wear a 12 and something and a 16 and something else or an 8 and a 6 and a 10. Like it doesn't it doesn't hold up across. It's fit with its stretchy fabric. If it's a designer size, forget it. It's like four sizes different than regular humans. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. It doesn't so make ha- any sense. How does that work then when you like usually does the stuff you buy fit? <clears throat> Uh, I mean, I've now having had the same partner for a decade, I have a pretty good idea of how to, I still don't know the size, especially having, you know, recently been pregnant and there's a lot of like variation in clothing just to begin with there. But prior to that, yeah, it was, it was never, it was, it always came back to like, uh, about this size of a person. It, Cause I feel like I would just always have the size way off where I was like, Oh, I got, you're this size. Right. And then it would be, there'd be like enormous or you expected me to fit in this like i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think i know jeff (laughs) does i buy clothes for wendy's husband i guess i don't even think i know daniel's sizes wendy do you know (laughs) how i find out that allison and jeff have a size Well, because I was thinking about jeff (laughs) i knew i was gonna say do you know jeff's sizes and i just got there faster then uh yeah basically yeah <laughs> it like never changes and i know daniels for when i buy him all that underwear <laughs> for when we have sexual encounters <laughs> so i'm also doing it allison wow wendy when but i'm home all the time how do you I know, do it i'm extremely sneaky well have you ever noticed like if you ever looked at it your lawn 
And then, like, you think you're just going to cut the grass. <laughs> but then, it's just, like, why am I laughing? It's like, give me laugh. I can't wait to hear about you guys having sex beneath my nose, apparently, but when I'm looking at the lawn. Hold on. No, just, no, no. The, the lawn you know you glance out at your lawn at night. <laughs> I don't even know if it's at night. The lawn is, is how I'm hiding. It's like I look like the grass and then I stand up and you realize, oh, there's someone with a cold grass suit. I've never noticed yeah, that. There. Oh, well, you would if you were looking at the right time. And then I just creep like this. So but how did you guys, you know, affairs are tricky things, but how did you and Daniel work out this plan to be so <laughs> he, surreptitious? He didn't know about it. But I mean, once I had gone so far as to make a full grass suit, <laughs> it was really awkward if he said no to the affair. And he's because he was like, why are you here? And I was like, <laughs> and I was in a grass suit. I don't think he honestly even knew it was me. I think he thought it was some sort of woods sprite or something but you know he has like, terrible running terrible allergies too well it's not real grass allison oh it's a synthetic grass i had my costume designer make me your so costume that I could lay upon your grass and blend in so you wouldn't see me you drive then, over in the grass costume or do you put it on in the car and then sort of sneak i around? drive in it it's really comfortable actually <laughs> wow yeah I must so. get some interesting looks. Yeah, but I mean, it's LA. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm angry that he cheated on me and that you didn't respect that he's my husband. But I'm okay. also impressed with the innovation. So I can't really maintain my anger. You have to also be kind of disappointed in yourself for not catching in that time you were like, Daniel, are you talking to the lawn? Yeah. And he mm -hmm. talked you out of it because you were right in hindsight. Well, she, he was doing just that. And sometimes I'll catch him just looking out at the lawn with a boner. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's why are you, He's why are you so He's wondering if I'm out there. He doesn't know how to spot me either. It can happen any time that a shape rises up out of the grass and it's me. You're to have an affair with your husband. But what's no one no one's husband is safe from me. <laughs> what's weird, though, is that... No, tell me what's weird. <laughs> Here's the weird part of this otherwise okay. normal story is that... Okay. Because I thought he and I had, like, a pretty decent thing going. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. on the most recent Thursday episode, I shared that sometimes he'll say to me, what's wrong? And I find that, like, really annoying and it makes me very self-conscious mm -hmm. so i provided him some scripts to use in his notes app of his phone when he's wondering if something's wrong with me i've given him specific wording so i get that okay. that suggests to people that there might be problems we're having or that i might be you know hard to be with but still i felt like we were monogamous but so here's yeah. the weird thing one day a person-shaped grass being mm -hmm. approached him. He didn't yes. know it was you, but he no. thought, yes, I will have sex mm -hmm. with this. With this. <laughs> with, yeah. Well, I mean, it all happened because you were buying Jeff clothes. And once I explained that to him, I said, I discovered Allison and Jeff's affair because Allison was buying Jeff clothes out of the blue, needed to know his sizes. 
And he said, what? And then it just happened. <laughs> like neither of us wanted to. It just, once you're that far, once we had discovered you and Jeff yeah. and I was in a grass suit, then what are you going to do? You know, you're right. Same old story. <laughs> I've seen so many movies about it. You think I wouldn't yeah. be surprised no, when it happened, when it happened to yeah. me. But you yeah. know what was surprising, but not that surprising because I kind of suspected it would happen, but I was delighted when it happened to me. Uh, how great apostrophe skincare worked for my skin and how easy it was to use. We've all had struggles with our skin. That's why we are excited to partner with Apostrophe, the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Uh, it's super easy. You take, You fill out a quiz. Take three pictures, two profiles and a straight on one, submit it. And then like very quickly, you get an email back saying that your dermatologist has come up with a plan for you. I think I've mentioned before, but I had been very curious about Retin-A. I don't really deal with acne that much anymore, but, uh, you know. I had, but they, it's not just acne stuff that acne medication that they have. They also can help with other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and dark spots, things like that. So I had a few dark spots that I wanted to deal with. And I wanted to try Retin A because I heard it's like this miracle for, uh, for aging skin and fine lines and things like that. And I thought, when we're now that we're in our homes, this would be a good time to try it. So that is what I have received from Apostrophe. I received a skin bleaching cream. My the dark spots are like you can barely see them. Um, they're pretty much gone, which is uh, miraculous to me. Uh, and then I've been using the Tretinoin, which is generic Retin A, and I've used I've I've gradually gone up in concentration. It's still a pretty low dose, uh, but it like I I. It sounds like it's not true, but I swear I have taken stories of myself on Instagram and I've wondered, oh, did I accidentally like put a filter on that because I am glowing and I hadn't. My skin is just, it's just a thing that happens with tretinoin, I guess, where you get, there's like a glow. My skin has never looked better. It, I am now having a little bit of peeling, but that just means like the new me is underneath, you guys. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash best friend when you use our code best friend. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit. Then use our code best friend at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's apostrophe.com slash best friend and use that code best friend to get your dermatologist just crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. I also want to tell you guys about Switchcraft. Switchcraft is this super fun game uh, that I was playing on my phone earlier. I don't play a ton of phone games, uh, but I always think like I would, uh, when I watch other people play them, I would like to get into one of them. I just, I don't know my way around that much. Uh, but Switchcraft is so much fun. I actually like can't wait to get back to it. It's, it's a match three game, but they use the match three game part of it in this really creative way. So it's like, it's got a whole, like a TV worthy plot. It's about witches that go to, I believe it is called Pendle Hill Academy. Uh, and 
So there's a whole story there with that. And then as you go to the next level, like each level, there's this, uh, there's like a match three game that you do and that unlocks things. And clearly I should write essays about this. I can explain it so well, but I'm just saying it's like really good graphics, really good writing, very uh, engrossing. It's like beautiful, magical. It's a beautiful, magical and gripping graphic novel that also has fun match three stuff. Uh, in Switchcraft, you take on the role of a witch at Pendle Hill, the world's top academy of witchcraft. Play your way through hundreds of enchanting match three levels, revealing a dark and winding mystery story. I can't wait to get back to it. Along the way, you'll find unique characters, a gripping story, and even a little romance. The best part is that your choices in the game determine the outcome of the story. So you're in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. There's also like a choose your own adventure aspect of it. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Again, download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Okay. We're back. Um, I think it might be time to say hello and welcome to my new patrons. I'd like to say hello and welcome and thank you to Nancy who signed up for an annual subscription, Jared Menendez who had who was a, a, a patron, a friend with benefits, and then he wasn't and now he's back and I'm excited that he's back to Jerry Borger and then to Ryan Scadlock who signed up for an annual subscription as well. Thank you and welcome. Would it be too much to ask that we get a potential song from our composers? If you want to work in a Halloween thing, that's fine. No pressure, Mm -hmm. though. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm just going to tell you the names. Hold on. I got to write it down. Okay. My brain doesn't work anymore. Can you put them in the uh, chat? (laughs) I sure can. Here we go. And what if I just start them off with a simple melody and then then Wendy comes in oh, no. and and then it gets windified. I mean, that sounds great to me. I mean, we can't tell <laughs> the artists how to do their job. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you, Tony, for reminding me. Nancy, 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 I can't let you go. You've joined up annually. To support the show, Jared Menendez, that's a name I'm sure you know. Lyle and Eric made your life challenging a long time ago. Oh, no. So sorry to bring that up. And now I'll be leaving and handing the reins of the song over to Wendy. And this is when it gets spooky because <laughs> Jerry Borger, everyone says 10 years ago today, he became a Patreon and then disappeared on a highway out of town. So why is he a Patreon now when everyone says no one's seen Jerry for 10 long years? <laughs> and Ryan Scadlock. It's also a spooky story. He wanted to make a man. And so he and his friend, Ryan Frankenstein, went up to their castle and they dug up a body and they put it on the roof and then they made it get zapped by lightning. And then it 
became a man and that person was also a Patreon. And we'll announce that name next week. That was my worst song ever. <laughs> There's no such thing. And it's spooky. Yeah. So Ooh. No such thing as a bad song. I loved it. Again, remember, sign up for a year, get two months free, 12 months for the price of 10. Okay, I have, That's a, good uh, deal. I have a question for you guys, and then we're going to do some um, Just Me or Everyone. But here's my question, because I know... Oh, wait, but I also need to hear about how Tony's trip was. But here's my question, because I know that you guys are very COVID safe. Would you take oh, one of your unvaccinated children to see a movie right now? If you if you could go in the day when you don't think it would be crowded. I took my here's what we did was there's a thing at the Burbank AMC. This is going to sound like an ad for the Burbank AMC where you can rent the whole theater what? with some friends and go only with the vaccinated people. Or like in our case, we went to see Shang-Chi, the one, the new Marvel movie with friends and kids that he's already in school with. So mm-hmm. they're already indoors masked together. So they've already sort of taken that risk. Right. And the price that you can rent the theater for, then if you divide that among like 20 people, it's like cheaper than a movie ticket Wow! for the entire theater. So if you can get a few families who want to go, I mean, our family alone is six people, um, you know, that you can go with. And then you can, we did that too with a group of adults to go see free guy. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun when everyone wore their masks and it felt reasonably safe. However, we have not gone to like a general admission theater because I feel like the vaccines are so close now that I'm like, we'll just wait. Yeah. So, but we did do the theater rental thing and it was really fun. And I'm like, we should do that in the regular world too. Like you could go with a bunch of friends and it's winds up being cheaper than a movie ticket. Right. Rental theater. We went to Hauntoween. Do you guys know what that is? It's in Woodland mm-hmm. Hills. It's like a, um, I, I felt that it was overpriced and not that great. So this is not an ad for Hauntoween. Uh, but it's like a, little town that you walk there's this town of Hauntoween that you walk through and the uh it's all outdoors and the kids can um trick-or-treat from people dressed in costume and stuff but anyway it was like brought to you by Adam's family too and so Elliot is maybe all four-year-olds are easy marks for advertising but he is like not non-stop Adam's family ever since then so he really wants to see Adam's family too so maybe I'll look into this renting a theater thing how, yeah. Do you have to know someone, or is it like this? No, is a no, thing? it's literally on their website. Yeah, I've been hearing about it for a while. I never knew. Is this what Kevin Porter does when he and like forty-five of his best friends go see Paddington? I don't know if I it was happening who... back then. I think it's been a COVID thing. I see. Interesting. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe they just introduced it for COVID, and I it's... only think you can do it in the regular world. Yeah, as far as I know, I, I don't know for sure that I'm right, but that's the under the that's the impression I'm under. Yeah. Did it seem? Other like aside from your theater that was just people who were part of this group outing, did the theater theater in general seem crowded? No, and we tried to do the first showing of the day, so we were the first people like really breathing in there. Right. So, it, and that's like at twelve thirty or something. They don't have like early morning shows, so mm-hmm. it worked out for the two movies that we went to see. It. It was pretty fun. Both times we had a good time. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel nerve wracking because. Well, I'm vaccinated, but, you know, it didn't feel um, 
really nerve wracking for the kids at all because they're all in school together already and they wore their masks. So it seemed fine. I feel like cases are so low in California or in, yeah, in California, at least in LA right now that like, I keep thinking, I don't know anymore what is safe and what's not. We've been acting like, I mean, we're still kind of conducting our lives like we're not eating indoors. We're trying to avoid Mm -hmm. time spent indoors, but I don't know that it's really necessary anymore. But like you, Wendy, I feel like the vaccines are so, for kids are so close, may as well hold it out. What do you think, Dave? Uh, yeah, I think that if it seems so weird that we keep talking about like when the vaccines for kids will get here, but with no definitive, like, oh, sweet, the countdown starts. It's always just kind of like on the horizon. Should be any day now. Should be in a few months. <laughs> yeah. So that gets so weird. You're like, is this, is this going to happen? Cause I think that would really change things. But I feel mm-hmm. like I read something today saying the approval for, of the Pfizer vaccine for five to 11. I don't, I don't know what I read Maybe though about week. it. This week? This week. Yeah, probably this week. So they'll be getting vaccinated like next week. But I mean, it does take a while for it to kick in and stuff. But, um, and then I tried to sign my two year old up for a Moderna trial. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. But I've done it before. When I, once I sent it through, I saw I had gotten the other text from this number. Clearly, I have tried this before, but maybe this time will be the charm. Cause I was thinking if I could get him vaccinated early, that would be great. Right. Yeah, because five to eleven doesn't doesn't cover my guys. Um, yeah, yeah. So what what are your thoughts, Dave? On like uh, safety of taking oh. an unvaxxed <clears throat> kid to a theater, or like how are you living your life right now? Because uh, because full disclosure, back in the in person days, you were yeah. the one who was like, it's getting pretty bad again, guys. <laughs> and I and I was like, no, 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 I'm doing in-person stuff again. And then it did get bad again. Yeah, I try to, like, I have to remind myself now, which is kind of nice, because you're checking the stuff, the daily case rates or whatever, all the time. And now mm-hmm. I'll be, oh, it's been a few days or even a couple weeks since I checked. And you look in and see, like, where the curve's at or the case numbers. That's like I that almost- thing after you've broken up with someone and you are thinking of them every day and you're like, wait, I didn't cry today. <laughs> yeah, but then you can also have like a, a I, don't, I don't know, like a fallback in thing or something where you like, you, you relapse a little totally. bit. And so I always want to be, especially because advertising is like, that was a crazy year. But then you look at it and we're still, the deaths nationwide are still happening. We're not yeah. out of it. No. And uh, my friend Carl Hess did a, a tweet. They got a bunch of action that was like, We'll just normalize this, like drunk driving and opioid addiction and suicide and it's mass shootings. This will just be another thing that which we kind of did with the the flu, going mm-hmm. all the way back a hundred years. Like we still lose so many people yearly to the flu, and we're just like, oh, they were old. So I want to be ultra aware of this, and we made it this far into it. Our mode is just being obscenely safe because I just want to. If our child has some trouble breathing when they are, you know, a teenager, I'll be like, well, it's not COVID related. We, you, I just don't want to have that conversation of like, I can't play sports. I can't breathe. And me being like, yeah, I had to go to this concert and I slipped up and I'm sorry you, you got it. I didn't re- we didn't know what the long-term effects were going to be. I just, that's my whole goal is to avoid that. So we're, mm. we're still ultra safe. Okay. So yeah. then, so then you would not take Elliot <clears throat> to Adam's family too. 
I don't know, because he's out doing stuff, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he goes to school. Yeah, I mean, it seems the same, really. It, 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 probably not going to be sitting right next to anyone that right. circulated pretty well. He goes even... to. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, good. He goes to school, but it's not a huge school, and they do mandatory testing at the school every week, and they've. And I mean, it's a preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, he's not out and about. Is he decent with keeping his mask on his face? He is, yeah. My yeah, two-year-old is it. not great with it, but yeah. Elliot is good. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a high-risk thing. Yeah. I think the thing that would be... The thing that would make me nervous is if we get to the theater and all of a sudden it is crowded or it starts filling up while we're there. And yeah. then I would have to, like, that would just break his heart for us to have to leave. And I would, so I'd have to talk about that with him. He's never been to a movie. And he told me that he wanted to go to a proper, well, he says theater, a proper theater. And I think he got that from Peppa Pig. <laughs> 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 he also wants to eat snacks at the theater, though. So then that's a mass question. Anyway. Uh, would it create some problems at home if he got to go, but Owen didn't? Would there be some... And Owen is not quite um, on aware yet. He's not smart enough to know. <laughs> He's not old enough to know. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think he would be aware of that. Uh, so I think that would be okay. Um, Tony, how was your show? How was your tour? I imagine all of this sounds crazy to you, since you're like pretty much living your life and it's going well for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to, you know, and but be being smart about it all. Um, yeah, it was just two, yeah the two shows in Chicago, super fun. Uh, I love Chicago in general, and shows in Chicago, audiences in Chicago are always the best. They were always the best for Motion City. That was kind of the first city to ever kind of accept us. I feel like early on, and then now this was our first time uh, going with Don't Stop or We'll Die. And uh, it did not let me down at all. Like, there's something about those audiences that are just really fun and just kind of like rowdy and just ready to have a lot of fun. And they were, uh, yeah, just like fun and singing along to everything, and uh, which is impossible to not laugh about because these songs are so ridiculous. And like, <laughs> it's, it's, how do you, I can't not laugh when I hear room of 300 people yell I've been trying to fuck that frog all summer <laughs> that <is my> <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that song uh, yeah so it was just the best it, it literally felt like playing like a party to 300 people um, yeah it was so much fun that's so cool yeah oh and I met uh, uh, there was a at least one maybe, was there more than one at least one uh fan of the show that came up and said hello oh nice there might have been a couple i can't remember i also had many beers uh, <laughs> so it was it, yeah i know at least one i believe her name was lauren i think lauren sorry if i got that wrong listener well that's nice um yeah. yes okay so lily pad it's called lily pad right that song this is i yeah, i cannot stop laughing at this song i believe yeah it's the full title yeah and it's the lyrics are lily pad on my doorstep. No, I, I'm not going to do the whole, I'm going to mess them up, but it's about like, he discovers a lily pad on his doorstep. Uh, his wife is having an affair with a, fro- a frog 
And then he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I'm just proud. I've been trying to fuck that frog all summer. <laughs> <laughs> and when it gets to that line live, we stop right there and just let the crowd do it. And it just, it cracks me up. How yeah. fun. And there's there's several moments. And then we do the, the taco night song and just everybody's singing along to that. I posted a video of that one today. If anyone uh, wants to check that out. It's, it's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just the stupidest time and I mean that in the best way possible. I mean stupid as a compliment in this case. Um, yeah, it's the best. Those guys are just, you know, the nicest and the funniest. And and then, you know, it was with the Sloppy Boys as well, who are also the nicest and the funniest. And, uh, yeah, it was just a, a very whirlwind trip. Flew out Thursday morning, came back Saturday morning, um, played those two shows. And, yeah, that was it. But it was great. Nice. Um, let's do some Just Me or Everyone. All right. Ooh, look, here's one from me. Lately, I have trouble with I or Y in happiness, prickliness, etc. Yeah, anytime I'm taking an adjective and making it a noun with the ns, I'm like, is it a Y or is it an I? Are there any? Does anyone else have trouble with this? Are there any of them that have a Y? That's what I was going to ask. I can't think of any. Mm, unruliness probably has a Y. I don't think I so. think it might be an I. No? You're probably right. I pride myself on my spelling, but it could be wrong. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Now I'm worried. I'm, I'm on it. It is an okay. I. It is an I. It is? It is. Is that, like, is that the rule? Maybe it's that movie happiness with a Y that's throwing me off. Yeah, that literally, that's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> I mean, if it's a rule, then I can stop thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think I have this problem. No. I think I'd naturally go for the eye. What about fur his furriness? I think that's also an eye. Um snappiness? Snazziness, that's an eye. Maybe it's you always know, an eye. The one for me is adding able to the end of things. Because sometimes you keep the E and sometimes yeah. you don't. Right. I have that sometimes, yeah. That that one's that for me. Like, what's an example? Like, lovable, you get rid of the E. What, what word? Then lovable. Oh, so yeah. lovable, no E. But then I think, like, I don't even know if it's a word, but shoeable. Like, that horse is shoeable, so you'd keep the E there. Right. And then, that's probably a bad example. But there are, pro- there are for sure other ones where you keep the E, and I'm just kind of blanking on them. I know, I can't think of any either, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, there um, are some. Yeah. Are there horses that are unshoeable? Removable. I think you'd lose the E. There are definitely horses that are unshoeable. Yeah. Why? Uh, they Sometimes they have some trauma, you know, when they're younger. And then they just don't let you touch their feet. If they had like a bad cut or something where a vet had to come or someone had to come and mm. like take bandages on and off every day. Sometimes as they get older, they're like, don't touch my foot. I hate it. I've lifted it up every day. Now I'm, I won't do it anymore. That'll happen. Uh, I worked with this guy one time. We got called by Barnum and Bailey and we went and we're like shoeing. They had draft horses and horses that like Pasifinos that kind of like do these fancy trotting things. And so we worked on like 25 horses in one day. It was grueling. 
But then we looked over and there's a pen full of zebras. And we're like, do you want us to trim up the zebras? And they were like, oh, you can't. They're n- no matter how long you've had them, they like refuse to be domesticated. You can't touch their feet. And I kind of like that about zebras. Like, you can keep me in this cage. Don't touch my fucking feet. I'll <laughs> never allow it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and if a horse doesn't have shoes on, then what happens? Mustangs don't have shoes. So like if they're moving, it's we domesticate them so we have them stand around so their feet get all long and then it's really unhealthy for them. So we've we've kind of uh, manifested this thing where we need to like treat their feet a certain way. If they're mm-hmm. just out in the open moving all the time, they'll naturally flu- – you know, like sh- sh- slough off I guess is the word. They'll round over really nicely. They'll be uh-huh. like just perfect nails. But we keep them in, in pens so they – they just grow and grow. So do the shoes <clears throat> prevent the hooves from growing or do they protect them or both? They protect them. And in fact, like, you know, women that or men, people that have any humans that have long nails that break them off. Oh, I broke a nail. Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be kind of cool if you had a thing that looked like a pickaxe. It's tiny. You could almost make it out of like a paper clip and it would run along the line of your nail and glue on, but then go around the front of it too so that you'd have some reinforcement there. And that's essentially what a horseshoe is. It just allows them to – it like grows out with the foot so that it doesn't uh, chip or crack. Uh-huh. Like these quarter cracks that are pretty nasty. But yeah, you p- pull the shoe off and trim it back and then put a shoe back on. So it would be the equivalent of like taking your shoe off, trimming your toenails, putting your shoe back on. I was tweeting, Wendy, I feel like you chimed in too about refusing to trim my toenails at the beginning of the pandemic. So I'm like, let's see how crazy it can get. (laughs) Does this ring any bells? Did I chime in? I don't know. I did practice a lot of and continue to extremely poor personal hygiene during the pandemic. Yeah. Very poor. Yeah, I was just like, I just want to see how far I can go with this. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. At this point, we're so many months into it. I mean, I do have polish on my toenails now. It's looking pretty rough. It's been a while. But I guess at some point, though, I decide I remember it's because we were going to do a pool date at your house. But then mm. we had our COVID scare, so we didn't go. Right. But I was like, I got to, I got to put shoes on this horse so i uh, <laughs> just go girl i polished my toenails that's the last time i've done anything down there during all this yeah. what do you think the longest gap is in bathing like an actual bath or shower for yourself has been i bet it was like five days accidentally where i didn't realize it'd been that long but it yeah. was i i think though it was probably four Five would be like if I really don't remember that, that, but definitely four. Four happened. (laughs) I'm a little, another thing, this is another just me or everyone. When someone says like every two days or every, I have trouble like, okay, so every two days would mean every other day, right? So I've definitely gone three days then because I know I've thought like, oh, wow, this is now two nights that I've slept in my bed and I haven't taken a shower, but I don't think I've gone mm-hmm. beyond that. Oh, I have. You know what my answer is. Yeah, I know. You sh- you sh- Every day. Every single day. hours. <laughs> Max. I, I mean, I respect it, but I, it's not my life. 
you know? No. Hey, I'm not trying to make it your life. I know. You haven't I know. gotten to experience the joy of like, oh, no, oh, wait, it's Zoom. No one can smell me through Zoom. Here we go. It's a freeing <laughs> feeling. It's wonderful. It really is. Yeah, it is. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> what if you're... <laughs> Okay, Tony, you with all your like whirlwind traveling and stuff, mm-hmm. is there still are you still showering every single morning? No, you never that, just that kind of becomes impossible on tour. Um and I really don't like it. Cuz it really it really like yeah, it's part of my whole thing in the morning and it kind of like is part of like my it's almost like additional coffee for me. <laughs> like it kind of <laughs> helps wake me up yeah. a little bit. Um so yeah, I really hate that I can't uh, take a shower first thing in the morning on tour. Have usually. you ever on tour pulled a Wendy and not bathed for eight to 12 days? That's not what I said. <laughs> I, that's what I heard. <laughs> there's definitely been like stretches. I couldn't tell you how long, but there's definitely been times when maybe a few days have gone by that because it, it, it's just sometimes there's just not an option because you're traveling on a bus. We've had buses with showers, but it's rare. Um, and then sometimes the venue doesn't have a shower and we're not staying at hotels unless it's a day off. Mm. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's just not possible. Dave, what about you? Uh, the longest I've gone? Yeah. During this or in my life? Well, you, you're the one who asked the question and which, (laughs) (laughs) which one were you asking? (laughs) I just wanted to judge everyone else. Uh, no, yeah, probably like for sure. I think a week, I bet I've gone like seven days and it, at one point I really, it, I, but I'm not doing anything. So I feel like I'm not like sweating a ton or really anything that would make me be like a hideous person to be around. If, you know, if I started to notice like that eh, can't smell good or it like the hair is a pretty good tell or like that's getting a I don't little, care for that. A little rough. <laughs> then, then I would um, clean up. But I, I'm always fascinated. Like we're. We're like one, we're the, one of the few creatures that does like bathe ourselves and we're just removing all of these bacterial cultures that might be beneficial to our skin oils and all these things. So I kind of enjoyed it, like testing it. I don't know that I noticed any, I don't know that like six or seven days is that beneficial. I wanted to get to like 30, but that seems, I don't think you can be in society and do that. I will say I yeah, shower every day, but I very, I very rarely wash my hair. Mm-hmm. We have lovely hair. Thank you. What, so you just rinse it? Yeah. Or do you not even do that? No, I rinse it. I always rinse it. But yeah, I very rarely wash it. And then when you wash it, is it like a, do you have dedicated shampoo or is it like one of those three-in-one things? What kind no, of? I use shampoo. I, uh, I started using some, some tea tree shampoo because I, uh, I was having some dandruff issues for a while. And that actually seems like it's gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, I, but I don't even really do it that much. So I don't know. Now, Wendy knows this from her relations with my husband, but Daniel <laughs> will periodically, he'll be like, I haven't taken a shower in like four days. I'm like, what? He doesn't <laughs> say that to, to me. I have not. I never ask him. It's really hard to talk through the grass suit. So it's just purely physical, you know? I guess, I guess, not that, a lot makes, of talking. I guess that makes me feel better. It's not an emotional affair. It's just physical. Not for me anyway. For me, cool it's purely fuck. revenge. <laughs> because I bought clothes for Jeff and also had an affair with him. Yeah. So it's just revenge. For me... 
the thing that begins to happen where I'm like, I ha- okay, I have to take a shower is now, even though I don't show, I don't think any, I don't think I've, I don't think like my calves have been exposed to air in many years, but I do shave my legs religiously. I don't really know why, but I do. And so then I'll begin to, if I begin to feel not smooth there, then I just feel gross. What internalized patriarchy, misogyny. <laughs> well, you guys all know I hate all forms of taking care of myself. So I'm not even speaking because it's nothing for me to say. And yet you look so beautiful and put together. No. There See, you I go. Did it. There you did go. It. Full circle. <laughs> I can't. I know I should be able to accept a compliment, but I I don't know. I, I'm not trying to be annoying. Like I said, it's, I just, I don't know. There's something in me where I can't. And I don't think it's good. I just am not. I kind of do the same just, thing. I get yes. It. It's not. Uh, endemic to my person so but yeah i hate all forms of showering painting nails getting hair done like i just don't like any of it i just would be perfectly fine never to do any of it ever again but you know yet i have to when you see someone that has just let it go and they're always older and it feels like, oh, that person just kind of – with men, it's always like, oh, they're like a curmudgeon. That mm-hmm. person, they're at the store and they're just – they look the different socks and their shirt's all ripped up or they have like burlap just over their shoulders or something. <laughs> and people will be like, oh, yeah, that, that person just lost touch with <sighs> things. But I feel like I've always been that way. And I like I think when you're younger, you just have more people bothering you about it, being like, "Oh, come on, you can't yeah. do that." And I'll be like, "Oh, all right, if you insist, society." But given my own druthers, I would just be the, just disgusting out in public because I do hate it. I think it's absurd. We have to like curate ourselves to be presentable to the public. It's ridiculous. Well, I like occasionally, like I put on some regular clothes today and stuff. Like occasionally, I like it, but I don't like the it's. I, for me, like when I see women who like are really done up and always like, and I'm not judging, it's just like, it's a motivation I don't have. They probably don't want to do what I'm doing, but I'm like, I just don't have the motivation for it. Like all these like trappings and stuff. I don't know why it doesn't. But then I found out recently that my niece is the same way. And I was like, aha, it's just genetic. Cause my sister <laughs> said that one of her daughters loves to get her nails done, shower, get dressed, all that stuff. And her other daughter hates showering me, doesn't want to go get the nails done me, like all these things. And I was like, it's just genetic. That's all it is. I got those genes and my sister, that is the mom of these two daughters. She loves to do all that stuff. She's always dressed well. She takes great care of her makeup and all of these things, but she kind of likes it. I don't think she's doing it for anyone else. She likes to do it. And I'm like, I just don't like to. I don't know why it's just like I am getting my hair done this weekend and I'm just like, <laughs> I would literally <laughs> rather do anything else. But I realized that I start to look like a crazy crone and that I should probably just get it done. But I don't want to. It but is. I don't. It okay. is weird how when some gray shows, I feel like for I feel like that <clears throat> not as much in the pandemic, but like that almost telegraphs that thing you're talking about where it's like pretty soon I'll be draped in burlap or whatever because like i have some gray showing i think i pull it off but still i worry that like i don't know why i said i think i pull it off i i guess what i mean to say is like it hasn't bothered me enough to go do anything about it but it's weird that that feels somehow transgressive yeah yeah 
I mean, I like when my hair is blonde again. It's just I hate the process. Yeah. Like, I like being clean after a shower. I don't want to shower. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. It totally makes <laughs> just, sense. I'm fine with, like, being clean. I just, like, I'm like, I would literally spend that 20 minutes doing something else, even just laying there. I think I love feels kid. Be better. I don't know if it's the genetic thing, but I think when I was a kid, I cared a little more. And then just as I got older and, like, the routine of it just wore on me where I was like, who cares? And in Big Nothingness, you can kind of see both of that because, like, the long-haired version of me is in it. And then me, like, as done up as I can get with, like, a haircut and a suit, like a three-piece suit. And, of course, everyone after, like, many more compliments about the three-piece suit. And, like, <laughs> people people respond to that and they are more inclined to give compliments. And I would say that, like, the, the worst part about it was if I see photos from that period where I had the really long hair and I'm clean-shaven – it is such an unsettling look. And that the only reason I did it is bec- to feel like I was trying so that people would be like, oh, come on, man. You can't have like scraggly ass facial hair and that ridiculous drifter hair. But it's <laughs> such a more aesthetically pleasant look than like, I'm normal. I have a clean shaven face and this sideshow Bob <laughs> hair. I'm fine. It's just so creepy now. And I look at it, I'm like, why did I listen to anyone? I should have just been in burlap with my long hair. And a little facial hair to balance it out because it's so, so creepy. So you've either got to commit to it all the way like a three-piece suit or go full burlap. I think the in-between is just the worst. I have that why did I listen to anyone about a lot of things in my life. (laughs) Um, What I – the way you feel about grooming, Wendy, is how I feel about shopping for clothing. Like I never, I never want to go to a store and try on things. I never, like the whole, that whole thing that brings joy to so many people doesn't, I don't share in the joy of that. And I just regard it as like um, a chore and I don't want to do it. And I do feel better when I have clothes that I feel good in. Like, I always do feel better. But to get to that point, just I, can't, I have trouble making myself do it. Yeah, I don't like that either. No. And you know what else? And I'm sure that you have experienced this. Uh, when you were young and going somewhere, would you have a thing where, like, a, a girlfriend would be like, why don't you come over and we can get ready together? Mm-hmm. And I, I never really wanted to. No, I didn't either. I didn't want to go over and I didn't want to get ready together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a whole rite of passage, I guess. I don't think I ever did it. But to me, what that meant was like, let's wear skimpy dresses and put on a lot of makeup together. Yeah, I guess so. I don't have the dresses for it. You guys, this was so much fun. I want to remind everyone I'm on Patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen uh also if you'd like what you're hearing please leave us a nice comment on apple Podcasts. click five stars i periodically read them on the show and i it's been a little while so i'm gonna read some of them again soon so get those comments in and it just uh helps helps people find the show it's just a, a nice way to support the show so thank you so much for all of your comments make sure you're subscribed uh or following or whatever they call it in your app of choice so that you get the uh episodes automatically greg heller was the monday show guest if you haven't listened to that go check that out and um what am i oh follow me on social media at allison rosen on twitter and instagram wendy where can we find you what should we look for i'm just at wendy Molino on twitter and i do have a public instagram that i neglect and it's at great north wendy um and you can watch bob's burgers and the great north the two shows that i write for um on fox on sundays at um 
8.30 is Great North and 9 is Bob's Burgers. And then um, both of those are available on Hulu the next day. And all 18 episodes so far of The Great North are now available to binge on Hulu. Love that. And Paul Rust of the aforementioned Frog yep. Song, A Voice on Great North. Love yep. it. Um, Synergy. Dave, what about you? <laughs> Uh, I am at davidhunsberger.com, which is uh, where you can find links to Big Nothingness. It's on YouTube and Vimeo, but there are links right from my website. And I'm back to doing episodes of The Space Cave, which is my podcast where I chat with scientists and artists and people I find interesting uh, just about life and things like that. It's very mellow. It's not... um, it's not chaotic or like, I don't know, if you need a little relaxation in the in your life, it might be something like that. Uh, and that is, that's, that's it. So davidhuntsberger.com. Do you feel this show is chaotic? What, what with uh, Wendy threatening to walk off because we're talking about cards? Yeah, me getting all upset about the pronunciation of uh, Nevada and things like that. Oh, yes, Nevatitude. Yeah, Nevada Day coming up. You, it, for me, it's always on Halloween. They changed it to like the final Friday, but it's always the 31st to me. And uh, happy Nevada Day out there, everybody. Home means Nevada, home means the hills, home means the sage and the pine. Out where the trucky <laughs> silvery rills, out where the sun always shines. Shine, shine, shines. So the passion really comes through. <laughs> <laughs> Singing your heart out. Tony, what yeah. about you? Oh, wait a minute. Wendy and Dave have a podcast and you guys neglected to Oh, yeah. It. Both oh, of yeah. us were ashamed of it this week. Neither <laughs> of us said it. It's called These, These Are, are Those, those Tapes. And if you from this very show. If you here, I'll do the plug for it. It's called These Are Those Tapes. It's it's not a bit. Some people hear it and think it's a bit. It really exists. There's real episodes. And if you enjoy <laughs> Wendy and Dave's improv bits that they do on this show, you'll love that show. So go check it out wherever you get podcasts. These are those tapes. Is that right? Thank you, Allison. That Thanks. was a much better sales job than either of us ever does. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to carve that out as an MP3 and start shopping it around to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> Tony, what about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. My podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. That also has a Patreon. Patreon. I mentioned it enough. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. So. Hey, throw throw it a dollar, even if you think, uh, you know, why not a dollar? Even if you hate it, give it a dollar. (laughs) Come on, you can spare a dollar. (laughs) Thank you so much, you guys. This was so much fun. Everyone, have a happy and safe Halloween. We didn't even talk about what we're going to be dressed as. I mean, I did, but no one else did. So we'll just have to catch up on that next time. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. You matter. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?